hot mess, mamas. Yep, I see you. I know what it feels like to chase your kids all day. Try to catch up on the house while the laundry compounds, and you haven't even been able to take a shower for some reason. Your dreams of having kids didn't quite look like this, did they? When you were on Pinterest, you went to Instagram, and you thought that it would be so magical. Guess what? Permission to love being a mom, but to struggle actually liking it some days. Am I right? Guess what? I'm here to tell you that even though you're a super busy, sometimes crazy, stay-at-home mama, there is still a beautiful vibrancy to your life that I want to help you untap. I want to help you every single messy moment of every single day. Yes, even the poo on the floor. No too soon, you're in the right space. If you're looking for easy, simple, practical hacks and fun little tidbits that are going to make your life as a mom so much easier and way more fun, because I believe there's joy tucked inside every moment, you just have to learn how to live with more intention and let go of all that stress of making it so perfect. Welcome to the anti-perfect yet super vibrant side of motherhood. The Busy Vibrant Mom Podcast with your host, Michelle Bird. Hi, moms. Welcome to the Busy Vibrant Mom Podcast with your host, Michelle Bird. Today, we have a super special episode with Sally Bird, my mother in law, who has written some amazing books. How did you get your kids to be so into reading? I thought about that, and I think, for one thing, both my husband Bob and I both love reading. So they saw us reading, they saw us enjoying it. Also, we read to them. We read all kinds of stories to them, and we enjoyed doing that. For one thing, it, generally speaking, quiets them down. So for a, a brief <laughs> amount of time, they're quiet, and you're both focused on something together. And if you are enjoying reading it, they're going to enjoy listening to it. Oh, that's so true. So I would say to pick two things, to pick stories for young kids that you would enjoy so that you can let that feeling come across. And then also notice what they enjoy so that you can pick the stories that they are more likely to like. Some children like informative stories, some like the really funny stories, and some like fairy tale type stories. And they're just different nuances of what they like. So pick some that you like and notice what they like and pick them. My son Stephen, Michelle's husband, makes all the different character voices different. He'll make one have an accent, and he enjoys that, and the children lap it up. They love it. I have never done that. I have never done that, but I get into the story and I read, I just read with gusto and whatever comes naturally to you. I think that's true. I think that's the way to do it. Because then you're more relaxed and you're having fun Mm -hmm. reading it. You're getting into the story, however Mm -hmm. that might be, whether you would do voices or whether you read with different inflection, but Mm -hmm. you're clearly enjoying it. I think that's so true that if you enjoy it, they will enjoy it too. 
I know we have favorite books at the library now when we go, even picture books. And now that our Mm -hmm. kids are older, they're seven, nine, and almost 11, they still love these specific picture books. Even last Mm -hmm. night, Ashley was asking about a picture book that we'd read a couple times. It's very funny. And she remembered it and was thinking, we have to get that one. Or we mm-hmm. make references sometimes to funny books mm-hmm. or sayings in books that might be just picture books that aren't, that's right. aren't very long, that's but they're right. very funny. Or there's something in them mm-hmm. that we picked up as we were reading them and it became something favorite. And if you have a range of children like you do, Michelle, then the older ones benefit from just enjoying the easy books, the picture books, like you said. They still can enjoy them. And the younger ones are being exposed to stories way beyond their level. But my sense is that they can still enjoy some of that. As long as it's not way too far. Right. It's tricky having getting a book that's in between the range where it keeps the youngest one entertained or into the story enough where they don't mentally check out because it's too difficult. Mm -hmm. But it also keeps the older two engaged Mm -hmm. where they're not worried that it's too babyish or it's Mm -hmm. too little for them. So it is tricky. I think it's good for the children to have that experience of the stories being geared towards someone else. It's just helpful in their growth to share it, you know, not always get what they want. That's so true. Uh Yeah, we have had to tell Enoch, it's okay, hang in there. This story will have fighting and it will have excitement and it it takes (laughs) things exploding. It'll take a little bit for it to Mm -hmm. gear up, hang in there with us. There's some extra parts you'll like. I wonder if that's why Stephen did the different voices. It could be. It could could be. be. He's always done voices with the kids ever since they were little and we did picture books. It has definitely benefited them. They will do voices when they're reading. If they're reading a certain passage or they're reading Mm -hmm. something, they will talk about it and do voices. Or they'll use different inflections when they're reading out loud. And I think it's because every night Stephen reads out loud to them and reads a story. Yeah, they still love it. Even though they're older now and they can read the whole story themselves. He has to hide the books up on top of a piece of furniture way up high so that the kids can't reach them. Or they would sneak them and read ahead. They would. They'd sneak them and then read ahead. Did I tell you we caught Bo at nighttime? He was sneaking books with a flashlight and reading. (laughs) And he came clean and told us that he was super tired during the day because he had been staying up at night reading. Rascal. And he he was rascal. He knew this was wrong. And so he told us and we told him that's okay. He was crying and we said, Mm -hmm. that's all right. Let's get you some other downtime so you don't have to take it at nighttime to mm-hmm. read. We'll find some other reading time for you during the day so that you can still get in your reading time, but that you can get some rest. It's good he confessed it, and it's also good that he realized himself that it wasn't working. Right. He did need the sleep. I think it was because he was 
not able to enjoy the things during the day yeah. as much. Yeah. Time yeah. with friends, time running around, time playing. He didn't have as much energy to engage mm-hmm. in the things that he enjoyed during the day. Yeah. We miss the library not being open. Oh, yes. I do, too. <laughs> I'm hoping it opens soon. All of our friends at the library miss us when I go to pick up some books. Michelle gets about 200 books every time she goes. <laughs> Until I bring my wagon and they all kind of look at me funny and after a while I think they've just accepted it. I find so many fun books and as I said our favorites that we love pulling out even though they're picture books and the kids are far beyond that at this point. They they're still enjoy books. They're well written and they're any funny. age can enjoy them. They're short. You can just read them quickly. Mm-hmm. You can so be a tired fun. mom and still read them. Right. They're not too taxing on you. And they're very short. Yeah. We used to get the kids ready for bed and we'd have a whole stack of books right by the futon where they could all sit. And so they would pick through the books and just read them. We got all the kids ready for bedtime. And then he would start in with whatever book he was reading or Mm -hmm. they would each pick out a book for him to read. And he would probably read scripture and then read one of each of those three books. And I do want to say that Stephen is the one who reads the books. But Michelle goes and takes their favorite blankets and heats them in the dryer and brings warm blankets to them. Of course, in the wintertime, but brings warm blankets to them and they can wrap up in them. And that is special. They love it. They Mm -hmm. love just being cozy. So Mm -hmm. the cozier and more snuggly we can make that reading spot is Mm -hmm. definitely a bonus. It's Mm -hmm. like having an electric blanket, but... But not quite. Yeah, I'm going to start bringing my favorite blanket so you heat it. <laughs> they love them. All cozied up, listening to Daddy read. and It's he, a very special time. It is so special. And he can't end on like a cliffhanger or else he'll have to continue. He can't stand it either. Hey, Mama. This episode is sponsored by my favorite product line. Whether you want to gain more energy, better sleep, be in control of your health, or lose five or even a hundred pounds, this inexpensive wellness program has proven results time and time again. My friend just lost about 70 pounds and another one of my friends lost about 80. You have access to a personal coach who walks with you, a connected community, easy, no hassle meal prep, and lots more help along the way. What more info? Shoot me a DM, Facebook message, email, or check out my website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. What are you waiting for? It's so much fun. It's time to invest in you. What have you enjoyed most about the whole process of writing these books, editing them, and finally being able to offer them to people? This is a huge treasure. I have enjoyed everything about the writing and revising, the story, bringing them to life, making them funny. I have a sense of humor, which is somewhat questionable at times, veering towards the silly, perhaps. But in my stories, I enjoy humor, some humor, and the lightness, and also the things of beauty that I can put in it. One of the things that I loved about 
C.S. Lewis and Tolkien was the beauty they put in their stories, the high beauty, which I think was very much connected with their Christian faith. And in my stories, I tried to do that, like in Captives of the Fern Queen. I have high home animals that are sent to help the people that have pioneered in this new world. There's a blue flame bird whose song is unbearably beautiful. There's a lizard whose jewel eggs have amazing healing powers. And they're cream-colored horses who can speak like humans. They're part of the story. They're just integrated into the story. But they're unusual. They're hired. And they lift your eyes up to things that are beautiful. They're obviously make-believe. But they make you think, what might be there? What might be real? What is so beautiful? Yes, yes. So that's what I've enjoyed the most. All that sort of thing. The humor and the beautiful. What I do not enjoy is writing about bad characters who I have to make myself not change them all to be good. (laughs) Because that's not realistic. But some people are choose to be bad and I have to do that right or choose to make bad decisions within and or to hurt other people I have to do that well I think in all stories there a good story there's a villain Mm -hmm. and there's something that one person uh, or one character has to face consequences of their actions or that they choose to go down a darker path right and then you can see the contrasting difference between the light and the dark and the mm-hmm. choices. Yeah. Sadly, it's part of all the yeah. books. Yeah. And the second one, the Fern People, the evil Fern Queen from the first book is now dead, but five Fern People have survived, and I make one of them charred, is a very unpleasant character. Cruel. He's cruel. And he doesn't change. He chooses not to change because that's realistic. So I had to make myself do that. (laughs) I want to change them all. That's right. Were you basing the Fern Queen on the White Witch in Narnia? I think there must have been something in the back of my mind, but she does remind me of the White Witch. But it was just my own character that came up. I wasn't deliberately doing that. (laughs) Right. I would think that as many times as you read the story, it just gets ingrained the different characters um, of Narnia and all of C.S. Lewis's Mm -hmm. writing are are just so beautiful in the way he's developed them throughout the book. Oh, he was wonderful. He was wonderful. And for older children, C.S. Lewis's space trilogy out of the silent planet paralander and that hideous strength they would be very enjoyable they are just as good but they're not for children children what age group are those more for oh i think some 12 and up some 12 year olds would be able to handle that and any up through adulthood so more like a high school book or yeah maybe junior high but pretty much more of a high school high school and adult yeah right that's so beautiful i'm impressed that you saw this need for christian fantasy for this age group because i don't think there's many as you mentioned authors that are in this niche of 
not young, young kids, but older teen, tween kind of kids who need a good Christian book, but that is creative and is a Mm -hmm. fantasy where they can use their imagination and they can think about things and jump into that story mentally, but that there is an element of Christ and of God Mm -hmm. and of heaven and the things that they can connect to. I very much wanted to do that. And I still wander amongst the juvenile section of the library, picking out books for me to read. I just like a well-written, that age group. Right. And it will be tried and true, like Mm -hmm. the Narnia ones or the Tolkien ones that or Harry Potter mm-hmm. that you kind of go back to ones that are so well written or just are mm-hmm. fantasy but are done in a way that is uplifting and interesting to read and just mm-hmm. very well written right was there anything else that you're thinking about that we haven't covered with your beautiful books I hope that the mothers and fathers who read them I hope you will enjoy them too I have had adults say they really liked them, and obviously they were quite surprised that they did. And that was, of course, thrilling. Anytime I hear anything about someone liking it, it's a huge encouragement and it's thrilling. Because I write for people, I write for my readers, a deep, deep love for them. And that's so important Mm -hmm. because they'll pick it up and they'll start reading it and they will see that come through in the writing, in the way you've edited it, in the time you've spent over the years to connect it and make it such an amazing story that flows and has characters and, as you said, has a way of looking up towards heaven with these creatures and other things that you've woven throughout the books. I do want to say that I make the, I call him the maker, and I make him a character in a book, which I really try hard to be respectful and only do what is biblically true. But he is a character in a book, which I consider to be really audacious of me. What nerve. And yet what I wanted to do was to show that he relates to people. Right. He is a God who is involved, who hears the characters talking, a God who has a sense of humor. All that I have put into my books about that are things that I have experienced. So I do think it's a little audacious, but I did not want to... I want to present a world in which he is very involved, very caring. So I just want to say that. (laughs) Definitely. I love that. I love that so much. Well, all of these beautiful books, Captives of the Fern Queen, The Fern People, and Beck and the Ugly Princess, all three of them by S.G. Bird, you can find on Amazon. There's pictures of them on the website, The Busy Vibrant Mom. You can come and take a look at them there. And we hope that you would go and find them and enjoy them and pass them on to other moms, other people who may be looking for some beautiful fantasy books that are 
are well-written and are wholesome that you can hand off to your kiddos. And we hope that this will inspire you to enjoy and jump into those hobbies that you may not think you have time for right now, but in another season you may. So hopefully this offers you a little bit of encouragement and a little bit of excitement. So go and enjoy reading. Thank you. Oh, thank you for having me. If you like my mom's show, please leave a review. Post a screenshot in your Instagram stories and tag her. Pretty please. Hey, if today's episode was meaningful to you, please share this with others. Take a screenshot, tag me and post it in your stories. Together we can change our day, spread joy, inspire others, and be a better version of ourselves. Until next time, keep laughing and smiling. Come join me on my Facebook group, The Busy Vibrant Mom. Thanks!